Hey there, Cash Chasers. We always say we want to bring everyone along for the ride, no matter how new you are to whiskey. So this week, we take some time to give our perspective on how to properly approach a tasting and share a few of the techniques that go into it. Everyone has their own way, but if you're looking for a quick guide for how to taste, this is the episode for you. We hope after this episode, you can go to your next tasting with a little more confidence, a little more knowledge, and you're able to enjoy your whiskey in a new way. So pour a dram and settle in. This is the Cash Chasers Podcast. Welcome to the Cash Chasers Podcast. I'm Scott, and as always, we have Bobby and Aaron here. This week, we want to talk about tasting because um, it, it's an important part of uh, how you enjoy a whiskey and the, the whole experience of it. And so for a lot of you out there, you may have your own techniques, and that's great. There, there's nothing wrong with that. We just want to share some of the things that we do when we're tasting to uh, help some of the newer people to the to the hobby out. And so... Fellas, do you have uh do you guys have something specific that you do when you're tasting a whiskey? A routine? No. Or nothing. No. Just go no. right in. We just gulp That's it. it. All right. I'll, thanks for listening to the cast. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. Just grab a crazy straw and go at it. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, when I when I share whiskey with new whiskey drinkers, the one thing that happens every time is they drink it wrong. And I know there's no wrong way to drink whiskey, but pounding it back is the wrong way. If you way. don't enjoy it, yeah. That is a yeah. wrong way to drink it. Um but that ethanol and the flavors that we're fine. You'll hear people talk about the depth and the notes and things like that. And they're not like, I'm not getting that. It's because you're, right. you're not doing certain things that can help you. So this isn't an, an, you know, we're not teaching you the nomenclature of tasting. That's the way you have to do it. We're right. telling you things that we do that helps. And a lot of people do, to be honest, that helps us taste and experience the whiskey a little better. And there's a lot of videos out there, but, um, but anyway, yeah. So I would I'll, say yeah. I would say start start with the glass. What yeah. what sort of what sort of glass do you use? I mean, you'll you'll hear us talk about Glencairn's. Um, Glencairn is a brand of glass um, from Scotland developed specifically for tasting Scotch whiskey, but it works really well for any whiskey. I'm, and I'm a Copeda fan, right? Which, which is, is a taller, which yeah, is it, it's a, a similar stemmed. shape. It's a similar shape, but it's got a stem instead of a foot on the bottom. You you really want to you what you want is a tulip shaped glass, something fluted, right? That yeah, has exactly. The, uh, gets the aromatics out. You want that ethanol to kind of ride up the side of the glass, and then you want that opening to be tight enough that you're getting the aromas you're you're supposed to be looking for so a rocks glass or a yeah or a highball glass isn't you're going to get too much of that ethanol right i i would say you know because you know a, a, a glencairn or a copita and everybody's not necessarily going to have something like that specific a tulip shape as much as you can but i think really for for starting off as long as you have something that's a little wider at the base and narrower at the there mouth. You if you like, if you just open up your cabinet, anything you have that's wider at the a base, wine glass narrower sometimes. at the mouth, uh, wine glass, yeah. wine glass, wine glass is he perfect. Tried. I did, I did. A wine glass, a wine glass is perfect. Often, if I'm, um, like, uh, like at a at a at a resort or a hotel or something like that, and I they just don't have, you know, uh, Glencairns sitting around. But, you know, I might I might have a bottle of whiskey that I brought with me. I had a whiskey served to me in a Stella glass. Oh, okay. You ever see the, yeah. the commercial yeah. when they take the knife? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know sure. I mean? 
not it, necessarily a bad glass wasn't in at all. It, so, it was a bit big, but, yeah, but yeah. It, it actually did its job. So uh, uh, any, any, don't get it served in right. a Stella glass. I'm not any any wine glass, a, a snifter, um, the, and any of these sort of glasses cognac, are, are really, yeah, yeah, like a cognac glass. And, and any of these sort of glasses are going to at least do sort of what um, what you need it to do. Um, it gives a little more um, space to it, a, a, li- a little more surface area. Uh, reaching the air and less surface area or less of an opening than the surface area um, where you're smelling it. Um, so that that's number one. Wider wider at the base. Can, can I, before you yes. go into number two, because I know you're going to do an amazing thing with that, but I would say your the ambiance is important too. And something people sure. skip over is the experience of what you're doing, um, the, the event around you, where you're at, the people you're with, and the visual appearance, you know, enjoy what you're looking at Mm -hmm. so i like i got i like a nice clear glass that i can see the whiskey i like to enjoy the color absolutely doesn't do anything for the flavor sure to be candid but it's it's it starts that process of enjoying what you're about to drink you know Mm -hmm. like a pretty Mm -hmm. plate of food you Mm -hmm. know you'll instagram that quick and it kind of helps make it taste better yeah yeah oh absolutely yeah you taste with your eyes first is a saying in the culinary world tip the glass up you know do a little swirl if you want nothing crazy you don't want to really tear it up too much but you know, take a look at the color, look at the legs, which is the alcohol kind of sliding down the side. That tells you a lot about the ABV and mm-hmm. what's going on in that glass, too. Yeah. The legs. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Sure. That's a, that's a common term. That- so with wine, you'll hear the term legs a little more, and you'll hear other words used, too. But essentially, when you run the whiskey up the side of the glass, how it kind of oozes down the side of the glass, the the speed of it, if it's a slower kind of you know, real slow drip down the down the glass on the inside. Of course, that's a that's typically a higher ABV, more a uh, is viscous the right word? Sure, yeah. Um, that's a good um, one. whiskey and um, you know, a faster you know ride down the side of the glass. Typically, a lower ABV and a lot of with a lot of your higher ABVs too. You're gonna it. It's either just gonna sort of coat the glass, or even after it sits there for a while, you're gonna have beads of it still on the inside of the glass as well that just won't let go of it. And I like to do that to fill the glass with all the aroma I'm about to. And I'm I'm assuming Aaron's about to go into smell, and that kind of for me, in my opinion, opens that aroma up a little bit more. Well, why don't you talk about smell because you you've got a very specific. All right, Aaron. Remember QVC Network? Do we get sued? For that. Back to you. Yes, yes okay. we do. <laughs> they know what I'm talking about. QVR <laughs> network. So when I smell a whiskey, you know, I've been doing this for a while now, so I'll tend to bury my nose in the whiskey glass. But really what you want to do is, a, a good rule of thumb anyway, is put your finger on top of the glass. Rule of finger, if you will. Rule of finger. There we go. Yeah. Put your pointer finger away on the glass, and then that's the distance you want to kind of start off with. So slowly bring, as you're bringing the glass to your nose, one nostril and then the next, start to smell almost, you know, I don't know, three inches away, and then get about a finger's distance away and one nostril and then the next, and you're hunting for flavor. You're hunting for scents, Um, and that's called the nose. You're nosing the glass. So you're smelling, you're bringing it away, and then you're bringing it back, and you're bringing it away, and then you're bringing it right back, and you're kind of trying to find one or two really decent notes. So the one we're drinking right now, if I come in, a lot of banana, a little bit of citrus. Sure. Some fruit notes there. So I don't I, know that we're all drinking the same thing right now. We're not. We're not. <laughs> That's why I'm not naming it. But in general, so on this specific one, one that you're drinking. I've picked up some notes. 
And then I'm going to kind of think about that a little bit. And then I'm going to go to the next nostril, you know, and I'm going to, I'm going to do the same thing. And then if I need to, I'm going to go in a little deeper and I might find myself putting my nose in the glass, but the people that rush it to their face and shove their face in the glass, all they're going to get is ethanol. And Mm -hmm. it's going to be that hot gasoline kind of thing going on. And that's going to take away from the entire experience. So really start from a distance and work your way up and then really get in there and then hunt and think through it. You know, if it's hay, you know, or, or, you know, we've heard firecrackers, you know, chlorine from a swimming pool, whatever you find. And if you enjoy that note, stick to it. And right. that'll really help you in this in the next part, which so, is the so, tasting. So uh, just linger on the nose a little bit, a little bit longer. We we haven't even touched the stuff to our lips yet, and we're already talking about talking for ten minutes. Um, it's beautiful. So, so the um, the the nose smell is actually um, for the for the human being is our most potent sense. Eighty percent of taste, right? So yeah. it's um, it's uh, it's it's something that brings us back to a memory. The quickest. If you smell something and you've smelled it before, but only one time before, you're going to remember that time. You're going to be like, this smells like that thing. This oh, smells like that so time much. I did this. Yeah. So when, all that to say, when you're when you're nosing a whiskey, when you're smelling it, pick out something that you recognize. You know, if, if it's just really strong, just hook, hook, hook on to whatever that scent is that is something that you recognize. And I, I would go... Uh, one, one more just sort of trick that I would say, you see people that have, you know, uh, been drinking whiskey a long time and they do, they, they'll, we'll, we'll jam our noses way, way in there. Um, if you just keep getting hit with ethanol, keep getting hit with ethanol, it burns your nose and that sort of thing. Um, inhale through your mouth and you will automatically inhale through your nose at the same time. And that might just get you a couple of cents. Ooh, you know, just something that you can really hook on to. Yeah, with so your mouth. If, sometimes with your mouth open, just kind of breathe that in. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. just sort, just sort of, just sort. Of, either open your mouth and breathe in through your nose, or literally breathe in through your mouth, and some will come in through your. This nose. This is going to sound kind of bad, but I mean it. In a, when when somebody's in a room and they're like, "Do you smell gas?" And how you start to search for it, and you don't really smell it, but you really start to smell differently and. You really try to hunt for that smell. That's what you're doing. You're hunting for something. Exactly. You're not exactly. just. It's not like, you know, a, a plate of you know tacos come out and you clearly mm-hmm. smell tacos. Mm-hmm. What I'm asking you to do is not smell tacos. I'm asking you to smell cumin. I'm yeah. asking you to smell the depth of what's mm, in the that's ingredient a great of point. the taco. That's a great point. So it's it's there's more to it. You're not looking for what it is. It's whiskey. So obviously there's ethanol. Obviously right. there's vanilla. You know, if it's a bourbon. Cumin. Right. But you're looking for the depth, the wood, the grain. I mean, there's people that can smell whiskeys and tell you, you know, what the season was. Right. So where the barrel was. Exactly. And, oh my gosh. I don't. Where, yeah. Where it was in the Rick that's house. A superpower. Know. And we're not asking you to do that, but we are asking you to really hunt, really explore Go into the woods of smelling and experience it. And can one more thing to Aaron's point because opening your mouth is something that has helped me personally a lot. And me too. I, when Aaron brought it up, yeah, just now. And and I uh, I can't always pick out a note, but when I open my mouth and breathe in, I, the the things that are there are more apparent. The other thing I personally do, I close my eyes. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I close my well, eyes. And that, that's all about creating the experience, yeah. creating the uh, ambiance. Some, sometimes you there, there's so much crap going on around you. You're in a loud restaurant maybe that's or it. something like that. That's exactly you it. Need, you need to – because our, our, our sight is is our sense that we rely on the yeah. most. Yeah, and, and for me, I need to kind of – I need to get away from everything else because I, I'm searching so hard. Cause, and 
when I close my eyes, I'm it's almost focusing solely on that glass. Oh, it's a moment between you and yeah. the whiskey. And yeah. can I say something too? Speaking of experience, something you got to be careful with. You know the what whiskey does when it's in the barrel, when it's going through the maturing pro when it when, when it's when it's taking the flavors from the oak, it's literally stripping. Mm-hmm. Ethanol has a you know very you know successful talent of taking the flavors around it. So what you want to do is be careful with leaving it out too long. Right. There's nothing wrong with letting it breathe. I suggest breathing the bottle for about, that's when you open the bottle, let it sit for about 15 minutes, let it breathe a little bit. At least, yeah. But be conscious of what you're eating when you're drinking your whiskey, what you had 30 minutes, an hour before. All those play a role in what you're about to taste Mm -hmm. and smell. So think about those things too. If you're around a campfire and you're drinking a peated whiskey, it's definitely going to enhance that peat. Right. Um, so those are important. So it is the environment. And more to your point, after you become a little more seasoned and after you you are, t- it, it's fun to play with those things. Oh yeah. So drink your, you know, drink your, 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 your Talisker storm and then have, you know, have a, have some, have some, have a piece of sushi with it, you know? And yeah, that'll bring point. out a lot of that brine, and you that's know, so it's point. it's fun to. I mean, We've chocolate done that a few times. Yeah, yeah, chocolate's a good a good one to play with. Um, one time, I think we had wasabi peas. That was an interesting experience. Um, <laughs> pretzels, you know? but yeah, pretzels. Yeah, so it's 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 fun to to after after you've taste done your initial a marbled tasting. Kobe beef. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> or Kentucky with, Fried Chicken. Anything you know with saffron on it, um, but. It, that's a great after you are a little more seasoned come back taste something else and really feel really experience how that changes it so let's talk about taste how do you taste i taste great <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what podcast at castchasers.org yeah, for complaints. complaints so i slowly obviously and we've talked about before with whiskey you know people will throw it back i slowly take it into my mouth you know what i mean and then I let it ride to the my whole tongue, whole palate, back of the back of the tongue. And then I um I use the analogy of like you're opening up a um, sunflower seed. Okay. Yeah. So I kind yeah. Of, absolutely. I like to ride it in my cheeks. I like to almost chew it slowly. And it's going to be different for every whiskey and what you're. But what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to every part of my mouth that tastes and feels a different thing. And I'm physically feeling. By the way, it's not just taste. I'm looking for. You know, that that sour thing you feel in your cheeks, you know, that we call it a kind of a pepper in the mm-hmm. cheeks, um, that tang, you know, when you eat something sour, that feeling you get. So there's feeling a burn and there's enjoyable burn to whiskey. There's yeah. that bad, oh, that's hot, that's whiskey. Mm-hmm. But then there's an enjoyable little bite that I like to look for. And then I start to slowly, from what I smelled from the nose, start to pick out flavors in the taste from my palate. And I like to start to look for and you hit the nail on the head. Earlier, we were talking about Bush Laddie, specifically the um, the classic Laddie. Yeah. How the nose was totally different from I don't remember what episode that was, but we were talking about the nose. Yeah, the being nose is different, different from, from the flavors, different from the finish. And so the, you can pull from what you smelled, and then you may start to pick up different things. Yeah. You know the brine, the peat, the the Isla whiskeys, for example. Their water source has heather has um brine from you know being salt coming from salt water or from the mountains in the heather of the flowers specifically from the mountains or the um or the the peat itself mm-hmm. so start to look for those 
those those flavor profiles and, right and then think about and, them. and as you as you study more as you learn more about different regions and you know what what their what their terrain is like what the water's like um and you start comparing you know different different whiskeys from the same region to whiskeys from a different region um you will start to be able to really hone in on on that sort of thing um Another thing, just physically what you do when you're tasting a whip, don't take a big gulp of it. I mean, oh, if, yeah, if you want to, yeah. go ahead. But if, but that's a big mistake. When I see a lot of people when there. you're initially yeah. tasting it, just, just enough to sort of coat your tongue, but enough to fully coat your tongue. Also, you want to get it to all the different points of your tongue. And you were saying, you know, you're feeling the taste. You're also feeling the texture. You're feeling, you know, is the mouthfeel, right, as we is call it, it, is yeah. it. Is it oily? Does it have that unctuous sort of thing to going on with it? Is it, is it dry? Is it a little bit dry? Does it have that pepper and, you know, the rye, all these sorts of things. Um, and so after, after you do that, what I like to do, I like to come back and put a, if, if I'm tasting it for the first time, put a drop or two of water in it. Let it sit for another minute, and that you know separates your water soluble from your non water soluble things, and then do the whole thing over again. Nose it, then taste it, and you're in some cases you're going to find it doesn't really change it much. In some cases you're going to find it changes it for the better. Play with it. There's nothing wrong with you. In some ways you're going to find some people like ice, like a little ice chip. Or Mm -hmm. I'm not a fan of an ice cube. I think sure you know, but but teach their own. I think. you experiencing it the way you want to experience it, and we talk about that all the time. But mm-hmm. You do want to play with it, to Aaron's point, and try to find your. It's a, it's a game of searching for different notes and and and. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so I, I have found, and you know, some people they're just you know I I like it neat. I like my whiskey neat. I like my whiskey on the rocks. I like my whiskey with a couple drops of water in it. Me, different whiskeys I like different ways. Yeah. You know. And different times of year, I'll mm. like them different ways as well. I was always opposed to ice in my whiskey, especially in my scotch. Mm-hmm. And um, last summer, I may have mentioned this before, but last summer, I was drinking Akintoshin with over a single ice cube the whole summer. It was my favorite Sometimes drink of the it summer. Just works. It was just, it was just great. It yeah. brought, and I mean, it was a hot summer, so I mean, it just, it melted almost instantly, and just got it to a temperature where it was just refreshing to me. And, you know, it was just like that. That was my favorite way to enjoy that specific whiskey. I've got to tell you guys, that's really incredible to hear that. And I, I think that to, to the listeners out there, there's so many different ways you can go about it. But start with, you know, I, I would I would challenge you to start with a neat whiskey and mm-hmm. progress. When you're tasting right? it, when you're tasting a whiskey for the first time, you want to give it the respect of what the distiller exactly. was trying to do. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That was, that's what I was trying to get at is is. Take it for what it was meant to be first. What they what they are giving you, try it. Regardless of your your preference, um, give it a shot at what it was meant to be. Add to it and and do it in stages. And going back to the the uh, tongue and the feel of it all. Uh, also, look into the science of it because your tongue is broken up into sections, mm-hmm. and each section is meant for a different yes, type of yeah. taste. And if you are just starting out, and I know this helped me a little bit. Is understanding what part of your mouth is really geared towards what type uh, mm-hmm. type of taste? Yeah. Do you favor? And this is going to sound weird. I'm actually yeah. sincerely curious. Do you favor a certain part of your mouth when yeah. you're tasting? And I'm actually, what, I, I can't keep it to, to the front. I, I, I'm more towards the back, almost to the point of, of swallowing it. At but your, I feel like I can. What's yeah. that thing called? The 
Perennium? Now you sound like idiots. <laughs> yeah, Damn you for setting so, us up. And- <laughs> a quick interruption from the Cash Chaser Science segment. That fleshy piece of tissue that hangs down at the back of your mouth is actually called your uvula, and it's part of the soft palate. Now back to your regular schedule program. And so to that point, I have found, because when, when you put it to the back of your mouth, it's got to pass through the front of your mouth, obviously. Uh, absolutely. For right, most right. people. Um, so when you put it to the back of your mouth, it's honestly getting, because that's where, you know, like you're bitter. You're, you're bitter and, and, and all that sort of thing. All, all those taste buds are. It almost mo- helps you to taste the sweet notes better. Mm-hmm. You know, when you've got that, okay, this is all the bitterness that's in there. This is all of that that's in there. So it, that, that makes sense to me. And I'll be honest with you, I've never thought of it that way. I mean, I know there's parts of the mouth and I, I subconsciously bring it to different parts of my right. mouth. Sometimes I do that thing that little kids do when you were a kid, you know, when you, you slosh it, when you would push it through the front of your teeth yeah, yeah. closed and you would kind of oh, push yeah. it through yeah. the front of your Absolutely. teeth. To bring it back. And I get a lot of flavor from that too. Only kids do that. I'm yeah. like, they'll <laughs> do 37 <laughs> years old. I'm pushing it through the front of my teeth. Um, and I think that, so the palate brings you to the next point. And I think this is often forgotten. You know who doesn't forget what I'm about to say? The people that don't drink whiskey. It's the finish. Yeah. Mm. So I'll look at somebody's face after they drink whiskey from the first time, and they experience more than a lot of us do the finish. And normally it's in pain. Yeah. Yeah. Suffering. It's uh, a lot of times. It's you know. It's a. But there's an art to that too. Yeah. It's a. It's a. It's a younger whiskey. Um, high, know, high, high ABV, high, high ethanol, and all that cast sort of thing. strength or barrel proof. Yeah, and that, but, that's what makes you make that face. <laughs> but if <laughs> you you've know? tasted it appropriately, and and you've you've taken the notes, and it's all part of it. It's all. It's not smelling it, and then it's all one thing: the smell, the taste, and then the finish. Was kind of that aftermath of after you smell. I'm, I'm cheesy sometimes. After you smell a flower, that kind of lingering perfume you get. You know, and then it's no longer the flower, it's the pollen or it's the, you know, the woodsiness of the the plant itself. There's that finish that comes afterwards that isn't the same as what you taste or smell, but it has its own enjoyment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're still hunting even when that ends. And so if you keep breathing, if you keep breathing, you will notice that you're still experiencing it. Exactly. Even after, you've, even after it's long gone, the, the, the aromatics are there and, you know, the, the, the ethanol has since obviously disappeared and actually you may find that you're you're picking out a lot of things after it's long gone mm-hmm. and it just keep breathing I, and that's something i've always noticed because we we do talk about the finish and uh usually it's how long the burn lasts you know and it's that type of thing but if you get past that uh and and you just inhale and exhale you're going to experience some things that are still that that aroma is still lingering you can drink a dram and a dram is a is what we, you know, a glass of whiskey, a, you know, a general ounce know, or two, ounce or two, yeah, thirty minutes versus sure. a beer, if not more, you can experience a whiskey, mm-hmm. and you hear, and then you hear that sounds pretentious, you know, who experience, yeah. but I, I used to think that with people that drink wine, I experience this body mm-hmm. of wine. Now I get it, right? You right. can right. experience a glass of well, whiskey, and, and you you were talking about you know how inexperienced drinkers, um, the people that don't drink whiskey a lot. Um, they'll go, you know, uh, they talk, they talk about the burn and, and, and an aftertaste, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll talk about. And to, to your point, it's a lot of them are just drinking it down. 
like let me get it down as quick as I can. You know, sort of sort of deal. Get it out of the way. You're right. Um, yeah. So all they have to work with is the finish because it's just glided right past their tongue, let, right past their palate. They haven't let it sit there. If you let it sit there and then you swallow it down, then you experience the taste and then you experience the finish. So if I can bet, let's back up for a minute and zoom out of whiskey. And let's look at your day to day. And one thing that's going to help you with experiencing and enjoying whiskey when you're eating a food and um, a meal. So my my mother-in-law, my, my wife, her family, they're Italians, hardcore Italians. So the ingredients that go into their pasta sauce, for example, are purposeful and detailed. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're fresh, fresh basil, fresh oregano, right? When you're eating a meal, if you can pick those things out of that meal, that plate of spaghetti, it's not just spaghetti and sauce. Oh, now you're picking out, no, there's rich garlic yeah. in there. I can, that olive oil is, is a good olive. If you can start doing that with foods, I talked about, you know, a few minutes ago with tacos, you know, pick out the cumin, pick out the, uh, you know, the paprika, the different flavors. If you can start doing that with day-to-day things, then you drink whiskey, it becomes less, it's just alcohol and more the depth of what was in there because these distillers, these master distillers are going for a certain flavor and they want you to enjoy it. The season of the grain, the yeast they use, the type of water. I mean, what makes bourbon so amazing? And I'll jump on the bandwagon, bandwagon of Kentucky bourbon. The bandwagon. Yeah. Wabigan of Kentucky bourbon. You know, you can make bourbon anywhere. It doesn't have to be in Kentucky, but what makes Kentucky bourbon so special is their limestone water. Mm Mm-hmm. That adds to that flavor. That adds to that palate. That adds to that finish. So if you can start to dig into what you're eating day to day and experiencing, you know, like art, like you would in a piece of art, you'll enjoy whiskey even more. So, and you'll be with us and you can actually right, start talking sure. about it. So that, that's a great point um, to continue staying where you are. Bobby and I share that we don't share an Italian wife, but we share that we each have we do. Our, our own respective Italian <laughs> wives. Um, Jesus. But that's, that, that's a, that's a perfect analogy. And that's something that I hadn't really thought of how much that crosses over because at dinner we'll sit down and we'll basically play. What does this need? You know, uh, if it's like a new recipe, you know, what, what are you taking? I'm tasting too much of this. I'm not tasting mm. enough of this and, and this sort of thing. And if you can do that with just your sort of day to day foods and that sort of thing, um, then you can, that's something you can absolutely apply to whiskey and finding those notes and all that sort of thing. And you can really start to, de- to find what you really like. I love port finishes. I know for a fact, if it's a port finish, I'm probably going to like it. And conversely, if you're really good at picking out tastes in whiskey and that sort of thing, you can apply that to your food at Absolutely. home and, and, and you can start applying that there. Oh, and then you, and then I'm sure this is where you're going with it. Now we get into the world of pairing. Mm. And fish, I think you brought up sushi yep. earlier. Yep. Your islas, there's a briny water, salt water, peaty kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Fish goes really well with that. So if you're not a whiskey or a wine person that can pair and things like that and understands the complexities of what you're eating and comparing it to what you're drinking, you start doing that when you start understanding whiskey better. Absolutely. A campfire with a nice peated eye, you know, Isla whiskey, yeah, is another world. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or a cube of ice and a, and a good bourbon in the middle of summer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is another world. And it's all based on. Then you have a pork sandwich, like a pulled pork sandwich with yeah. a nice, rich, vanilla, you know, you know, uh, molasses bourbon. Get out of here! It's Absolutely. fantastic. There's such Absolutely. thing as a beach whiskey. Is there a whiskey you would take to the beach? Yeah. Um, 
Anything you can hold. I think it needs a handle on the neck. Every time we talk, and it just, just came to mind, but every time That's we talk about question. it, we, it's always around a campfire. It's always... So, so, no, so, no, okay. no, no, no. We're not going to answer this. Can I, can I sure. be bold here? Yes. I want some conversation from you guys, yeah, the listeners. Point. Yeah. What's a good beach whiskey? What is a good beach whiskey? What is a good beach? Yeah. I want to <laughs> hear what you guys think. <laughs> What's good? He's drank three bottles by himself. We actually were asking for help for Scott right now. That's right. What is a good beach whiskey? That's yeah. a good... Wow, what a good question. And uh, so... You mean neat or... Because I'm, I'm about a mixed whiskey. I'm about mixing. No, yeah, neat. I, I just... What I, the point I was getting at was we talk so much about the fall time around a campfire, things like that, and, and the best whiskey that pairs with it. And I very rarely hear, what would I take to the beach? What would I drink in the summertime? Type sure, thing? sure. I'm, I'm curious. Uh, is there one? That is yeah, let us, let us know. Let us know. Well, we definitely can't wait to hear what everyone's favorite beach whiskey is. And we hope you new whiskey drinkers out there found this episode helpful to get you started. The one thing to remember is this is just our take. It's up to you to decide what your technique will be, and the fun is making the experience all your own. For those of you out there that already have your own take on how to taste, we would love to hear about it. You can send us your technique or your favorite beach whiskey to podcast at castchasers.org or on all social media at Cash Chasers. And remember, it's not about finding that perfect dram. It's all in the chase. <laughs> <laughs>